Welcome to the American Classroom Podcast with hosts Jared Taylor and Lindsay Croslin, where we explore all things education, pre-K through 12th grade. Welcome to the American Classroom, where we discuss the role of education in building a civil society. I'm Jared Taylor, and with me today is Lindsay Croslin. Today, we'll be talking about why the world needs another podcast. Let's begin. Lindsay, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jared. Well, this is the kickoff. This is the first podcast, and we're excited to record this. And we're going to tell everybody why we need another podcast, what we're going to cover, what kind of value they're going to get out of it. So we're going to get into that in just a minute. But we want to start by just recognizing the sponsor here for our podcast today, which is Heritage Academy. A little bit about Heritage Academy is that they have been ranked one of the top charter schools in Arizona, serving almost 4,000 students. I think it'll be over 4,000 here coming up this next year, serving grades uh, K through 12, mostly in the Phoenix metro area, but we have one in the city of Maricopa. People come to Heritage Academy because they uh, know that Heritage has the number one ranked faculty in Arizona, and that's kind of a fun thing for them to be recognized for. But We're grateful for them to be sponsoring this podcast today, and we're going to be talking a lot about what they're trying to accomplish. So let's get into it. So why do we need another podcast? It seems like everybody has a podcast, and there's lots of different topics. But when I started to Google this space called education, I saw a lot of niche boutique podcasts relative to history teachers or math teachers or science teachers. And there were some that were really focused on the industry, like PhD this and PhD that. But in terms of looking at it from maybe an admirer standpoint or someone without all of the doctors and years and years in the classroom, someone just looking at the industry as a consumer of it, there really wasn't anything there. And I think that voice needs to be heard. So I think that's one of the big reasons why we have this particular podcast. There's a education crisis here in, in not just Arizona, but in our country. And so to talk more about this and explore ideas and really tell the stories of what's working is, I hope, what we're going to bring out. You ready to tell a lot of stories, Lindsay? Yeah, I like storytelling and I like hearing stories. And I think this is going to be a great platform to share all the voices, all the guests that we have and our experience. So I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. And we're looking forward to talking to people worldwide. I mean, definitely podcast platform extends beyond your normal uh, reach, which is really, really exciting. But we're also taking a, another angle to this and layering in sort of a micro target of our audience, right? We're going to do some things that are specifically designed for our parents that are in the heritage system because we're, we do work at Heritage Academy and we're going to talk a little bit about our backgrounds on that. So we're going to dig in specifically on some of the things at a micro level of how they're going to get value and benefits and how to do certain things like our dual enrollment program. We'll deal with some fun stories like I hear a lot from parents who are very new. They're seventh grade moms. And they worry about homework, you know, things down at that micro level. My students, they're dying with homework. You remember this when you had a seventh grader? Oh, yeah. I just, yeah, my oldest just finished seventh grade. So it's fresh in my mind. Right. They come from a different, like a five-day system into our four-day block system, and they haven't figured out the homework. But once they do figure out these decoder rings, and we're going to, some of these podcasts will be decoder rings for our parents. Like, how do you navigate this four-day block and this program called Heritage Academy? Because once people do figure out that, they realize, oh, wow, I had no idea. Anyway, so we're going to talk macro, we're going to talk micro, 
tell lots of fun stories all between it. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Who are you most interested in um, talking to or hearing about as, as you think about some of the ideas we put together for this? Well, we put together a preliminary guest list and our teachers are amazing. I'm so inspired by them. I love our faculty meetings. I love hearing about what they're doing in the classroom, the successes they're having, the passion they have for teaching. And so there's many teachers who I'm excited to have on our on our show. And you know, that, that excites me and it makes me nervous too because I think some recruiters from other schools will call them <laughs> once they realize how awesome they are. Why are they the number one ranked faculty? <laughs> I know. Well, hopefully they enjoy working for us enough that they'll stay. That's going to be fun. So we have a lot of different topics to cover, you know, both from the pre-K standpoint as well. One of our sponsors is going to be Liberty Kids. We're going to talk about them in just a second. And we're going to talk about why pre-K matters and how it can be helpful. And sometimes pre-K is overrated too. And sometimes it's called pre-K with daycare. And we'll tell, really stories bring what works, right? That's what I'm interested in is what is working for families. And the truth of the matter is, is what might work for your family might be a little different than works for my family, but that's why we're going to tell the stories and then people can figure out, hey, that's, let's try that and let's see if it works. For sure, yeah. Anyways, that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, so Lindsay, we probably should tell the world why we want to do this and a little bit about us. Okay. So maybe I'll just kick things off and then we'll we'll learn a little bit about you. That'd be okay? Sounds good. Okay. So uh, currently... um, I am the chief executive officer and chairman of the Heritage Academy Schools. I hold the charters and own the corporations for the nonprofit corporations for Heritage Academy. So that's who I am today. How did I get here? You know, it's a little interesting journey. I'm not going to go into a lot of it. We're going to tell a lot of stories on along the way here. But this is my 13th year in education. Prior to that, I spent about 10 years in the corporate world, mostly in human resources. And so talent development and talent acquisition was on my mind a lot. I recruited a lot of things, have a recruiting background like you, mostly in big high-tech conglomerates, hiring just hundreds and hundreds of interns and built some engineering teams that we're working on the Orion Career Exploration Vehicle, which is a super fun project we'll talk about sometime. And it's so fun to see the Artemis One project go. And anyway, so talent development has been sort of in my DNA for a long time, even before I came here. And dialing back even further, I remember some of the listeners will know that I lived in South Africa for a couple of years doing a church mission. And we held church in classrooms. And When I hear people complain about the American classroom, I just have to laugh because I think back to these African classrooms in these townships that I were in. And some of these cities have actually changed names on Tata and Elingi Township. And these were all set up under, at the time was known as the Transkai, which is a homeland under apartheid. And they would just really build these homelands around these tribes. And the schools they lived in had four walls and desks and they had a chalkboard. (laughs) They didn't have Wi-Fi. They didn't have Chrome cards. And, you know, it's just funny how, and some of those classrooms are the same today, you know, 30 years later than when I was there. But we're talking about the American classroom, which is completely different, you know, design and objectives. Although at the core, it's still a great pupil and a great teacher and magic can happen there. But anyways, well, I'll tell some stories about that as well. But those images... I can never get out. And I always like, I like to travel around with my family. We'll, we'll go down to certain places like old San Diego. You've been to old San Diego. Yeah. 
old Tucson or any of these old things that are now museums, there's, there's always seems to be a little classroom, like the very first one room schoolhouse. And so I always take my family or my wife, whoever will go with me. And I like to take the picture of it. Like, what does that classroom look like? And you know, one of the common things in these classrooms at the very beginning of the front of the classroom, um, above the chalkboard, there's a picture of George Washington and Abraham Lincoln right above the chalkboard. I'm like, hmm, okay, one of these days we're going to get that back in the American classroom. <laughs> they really revered the uh, lives and teachings of them. But anyways, that's fun. <laughs> so after corporate HR, then I decided I kind of got tired of, you know, the big corporate grind, learned a lot, made a lot of great contacts and friends. But then it was just fun to listen. My dad was always telling me the stories of heritage and what was going on. And he had just launched that when I had come back from South Africa. So it was really fun. I kind of got bored of the big corporate grind. And I told him, I said, Dad, hey, if you're ever interested, maybe I'll come help you out there. And he was growing such a successful school. He needed an operations person to come in and understand how the business side worked because he just loved to teach. And in later episodes, Lindsay, we're going to be able to interview him and talk to him. And that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited. Anyway, so um, I joined Heritage in 2009. So I've been in education since then, which is fun. So I guess this is coming up on the, the 14th, 14th year, which is, which is great. That's great. In 2016, I was appointed by Governor Doug Ducey to be on the Arizona State Board of Education. And I was a public member in that seat and was able to rub shoulders with some of the great superintendents, some of the great teachers, other education leaders. And it was really interesting to see at the state level, Arizona has roughly 1.1 million students in their public education system. So that's both district and charter schools. It was right after the big common core controversy. Um, But, you know, Lindsay, the thing that I really tried to focus on is to keep education, you know, Arizona's education in its proper lane, not try to be all things to all people. I think that's a mistake we make sometimes in education. And the other thing I tried to do is to just keep it focused on what its purpose is, which is building character and really building a civil society, right? That the future of our country is sitting in the classrooms of America. The American classroom is really the future of our country and our world. And that's one of the reasons why I think this podcast is going to be so powerful, because if you want to see what's going on in the future, if you want to shape the future, if you want to build the future, you start in the classroom, right? And I would put that right next to something like Ronald Reagan says, all great change in America begins at the kitchen table, right? But but the American classroom is also where change happens, maybe in second position to the family. Well, as you referenced, I admire your dad so much, Earl Taylor, who founded Heritage Academy. And like you just stated, our mission, that was his mission, and it continues to go forward. It's not, it hasn't changed. And so I'm excited to kind of talk about that during each episode and about how, you know, what the mission is and how that applies to. Yeah, yeah, that's neat. So I think the only thing that I'll mention here, because we're going to hear a lot of stories along the way, is why is someone like Jared Taylor qualified to have a podcast on education when he doesn't have an education degree and he was not a classroom teacher? And that's a fair criticism. That's a fair question to ask. I went to Arizona State University. I always wanted to be a Sun Devil growing up. Love Frank Cush and Sun Devil football team, as miserable as they they are. (laughs) Hopefully they'll turn it around someday. But uh, no, I did two business degrees. I did a business management degree and I did an MBA. And why does it qualify me? 
you know what? Well, there's a lot to the business side of it. We're going to talk about that. Schools need to be well run. And I think there's a very important role for business minds to enter education. All great minds need to enter education, not just those that are in, come through teacher preparation programs. But Lindsay, like you, I've been greatly blessed by great teachers and great school systems and you know, admiration that I have for great teachers. And I think the world needs to hear from more great teachers. I think one of the parts of the crisis that I mentioned is that people talk down teachers so much. They'll like to blame a lot of things on teachers. And no doubt education and educators deserve the criticism that <laughs> some of them do. Some of it's fair, but I think most of it is maybe politically driven or someone's mad that Johnny got disciplined or, you know, it's unfair. I think most people, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, or Vegetarian, those teachers are in it for the right reasons. There's some bad apples. There's some bad characters at all levels, both in the private schools and the public schools and charter schools. But most teachers, I think, are great, and they need to be showcased. Their stories need to be told, and I think you and I are, are like in that we admire great teachers and we want them to get the recognition that's due to them. So it's going to be fun to talk a little bit about that. But um, tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to Heritage in this particular podcast and what you're looking forward to here. So just as you're talking about teachers, I started thinking about all the teachers I've had throughout my life. And I graduated from ASU, but I went to BYU. I was able to go to their campus in Israel for a while studied overseas, and then finished my degree at ASU. But even through childhood, all my teachers, whether they highly qualified, maybe they didn't have the best classroom management, you know, you have the varying degree of teachers and their skills, but my favorite teachers were the ones who knew the subject matter well and had a passion for it and I knew cared about me. And those still, I still keep in touch with teachers from elementary school, not so much college professors, but elementary school teachers still, thank goodness to you know, Facebook. <laughs> you know, get to, got to celebrate their retirements and still keep in touch. And so that's been really fun. It's, it's a bless my life. So I graduated from ASU in anthropology. I have quite an eclectic background, so hold on here. <laughs> but it was more than a fascination with buried cities and lost tribes, which I love, um, but also just why people are the way they are. And I was able to really dive into that through my degree. I also studied healthcare. And so as I graduated, I started working, I worked in healthcare for a while and became more interested in the business side than the other side and um, switched over, continued business in logistics, worked for a large corporation just like you, kind of got sucked into the cubicle, <laughs> cubicle life. First one there, last one gone, but learned a lot there in that ex during those experiences, did recruiting. I worked for military programs. I worked overseas in the Middle East with the Navy, learned a lot there. I managed a museum prior to coming here. So I shifted over from business. I worked in design and construction, shifted over to nonprofit. And that was a lot about educating people and building appreciation for specific things. And then I got uh, contacted by actually a Heritage Academy teacher who I didn't know. I was friends with her, but didn't know she was a teacher for Heritage Academy. And she reached out and said, there's a position open. Would you be interested in meeting with this company? With this school and I was very interested after learning more. So Heritage Academy actually opened my world to open my eyes to charter schools. Charter schools became a thing while I was in high school. So I had already entered into high school and didn't know much more about them except that they started as schools to help those who are at risk. And so that was my little knowledge 
prior to coming to Heritage. And then now I know a lot about them and have a strong appreciation for them. And actually, I'm a parent. I have two young children. And so I have gone through the whole, you know, experience, direct experience with school choice and trying to find the right solution for individual children, individual needs, individual educational needs, and been part of all of that as a parent. And then as an employee of a school, it's been awesome. That's great. No, that's fun. Well, it'll be fun to hear more stories along the way of your time in um, working with the Navy or the museum. And there's lots of, lots of good, lots of good stories along the way. And maybe some people in there that we can, we can hear from. Definitely. Hear their stories. Yeah, that'd be great. That's good. Well, again, this episode is brought to you by Liberty Kids Academy. Liberty Kids is the new pre-K with a play-based curriculum here in Arizona. And I'm going to say the color schemes in these schools are awesome. (laughs) (laughs) They're so bright and happy. I I love being in there. They really are. If you want to learn more, please go to libertykidsaz.com. Well, I guess as we wrap up here, we'll just throw out a couple of teasers, right? Of like, what subjects are we going to cover here going forward? I just put a couple here on our little script that we're covering here, and maybe you can throw out a couple more that you're looking forward to uh, or build on these. But like I said, we're going to talk a lot about Heritage Academy and its purpose and mission and vision, because that's part of the system that we're part of and part of really the the values that we hold and want to share with a lot of people. We hear so much in interviews about how that mission needs to get out and that word needs to get out. So that's one of the major reasons why we're doing this. But we're going to talk about school choice a lot. In Arizona, it has a big reputation of the Wild West for school choice. And we, you know, certainly charters, we're entering into our 29th year, which is really amazing that that's happened. But Arizona also just passed the Empowerment Scholarship Tax, universal vouchers in, in a way, Milton Friedman's vision from way back when, or a, a version of that, which is also going to be a big, big deal. So we're going to talk a lot about that. A good friend of mine is the director um, over that program, and we'd love to have her come on and talk and report. And hear, whether you like it or not, you just need to be educated about it and see how it might be able to benefit your family. But we're going to talk about new schools and communities. You get calls or emails, and I get calls and emails about families all the time. Come out. How do we build a new school? And so I think a podcast might be helpful for people that want to to have more choice and options and what does that look like and what's the process look like? Right, the process of bringing a school into the area when they don't feel like they have good choices yeah. for, their, for their children, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, we're going to go right into the classroom. We're going to bring these great teachers, like you mentioned, and, and hear from them and their stories. I'm excited about hearing from regular moms. I know a lot of the education podcasts, as I mentioned before, it's this PhD or that PhD. And there, there's a role for that, right? We do need to know what the research is showing with regards to pedagogy and what's working and not. But I think we need a mommy revolution as well. <laughs> yes. Moms need to have their voice be heard. At the end of the day, they know what's best for their children. And we need to hear from the parents a lot more. So I'm looking forward to bringing you know, some moms in to have their say, let them have their voice, right? Not, I, I got so sick and tired on this state board of this attitude of, well, we know best because, you know, we're the teacher or we're the PhD and there's no doubt they have a great perspective. They mean in the researchers and, or the, you know, the deans or the, and the teachers, but to put down the mom's perspective on what's best for their children is just so condescending and arrogant. It, it has no place. So we're going to re-enthrone the mom's voice as well. 
And that we'll throw in the dad's voices in there as yes. well. Yes, parents. <laughs> parents in there. So anyways, there's a couple of things we're looking forward to. What would you add? Anything you want to add on that? No, I just love that we're inviting parents in. It's not just teachers who'll be interviewed or guests on the show, but um, different leaders in education around the country. So I get excited about hearing from parents just because being a parent myself and knowing, seeing the good, the bad, and the ugly, and knowing what's best for your kids and being able to make choices. So I think everybody will benefit from perspective. Everybody's opinion is worth listening to, right? You don't have to agree with it, but it's it's generally worth, you know, and there's some things that we can take away. So speaking of takeaways, hopefully there's something here that you're able to take away. If nothing else, know why we're doing this podcast. And I know why we're going to take the time to go through all this effort, because we do think that there is a very, very important role to talk about what the American classroom looks like, its purpose, its role, its effect. They're not all created equal. Choice is here. I think we're going to have fun along the way. Looking forward to it. Thanks for me joining too. me on this journey. Thanks for joining us. I will remind everyone that we all benefit if you rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or in Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, so we appreciate any five-star ratings on that. We ask for that. And we also ask you to join our Facebook group. If there's anything that you'd like more information on, we'll have some details in the show notes. But you're also welcome to contact us and we'll have our information posted as well. We'll have a weekly newsletter that'll be put out with our weekly podcasts and some other updates and and reminders. So please stay in touch. Thank you for your support. And we appreciate you listening to us. Discover the power of education and achieving the American dream. Join hosts Jared Taylor and Lindsay Crosland on American Classroom, stories of building a civil society. The show dedicated to exploring the dynamic range of education options available to parents and students. We engage with teachers, experts, and parents to discuss safe schools, ways to capture vital opportunities for youth, and strategies to multiply our children's talents. Heritage Academy is dedicated to youth, their growth and development. The purpose of education is to build strong character. Strong character is reflected in strong families, strong communities, and a strong nation.